Welcome to the World Football Summit podcast, the show for football industry leaders who want to stay ahead of the game. We bring you the latest insights, trends, and stories from the experts driving innovation and progress in sports business worldwide. Join us as we dive deep into the ideas and initiatives transforming the world of football. From sustainability and innovation to player development, fan engagement, and everything in between. Our goal is to unite the global football industry and drive positive change and progress. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the World Football Summit podcast. I'm your host, Jaime, CMO at World Football Summit. We have a very special guest for you today, and probably someone who needs no introduction. Cesar Azpilicueta, captain at Chelsea FC and founder of the esports team Falcons, is a remarkable guest this week. This was a conversation I was really looking forward to because I wanted to get to know Cesar not as a footballer, but as a person, a leader, and a businessman. And I am thrilled to say the conversation delivered above my expectations by far. Guys, I hope you're ready for a masterclass on building a personal brand around values and how Thesak delivers against those values across his multiple projects and initiatives. We discussed the framework Thesak uses to decide how he gets involved in those projects. We talk in detail about his esports team, Falcons, including their remarkable levels of growth, their social media strategy, and the way they approach commercial partnerships. By the way, in an exciting and groundbreaking move, Falcons is now inviting third-party capital to join them on their journey of expansion. This strategic decision aims to propel the club to new heights as they strive to establish themselves as a formidable international presence in the world of esports. We also talk about the esports category in general and why other footballers are interested in the space. Finally, Cesar shares priceless lessons on leadership, which I really advise you not to miss. I had high expectations for this interview, and I was pleasantly surprised by how much fun and how much I learned from speaking with Cesar. I honestly hope you enjoy the interview as much as I did. Before going into it, though, remember, World Football Summit Europe will travel back to Sevilla on September 20th and 21st. Were you? We have a wide selection of tickets available for those who want to help shape the future of football. Head over to www.worldfootballsummit.com. Again, that's www.worldfootballsummit.com and buy your ticket right now. And with that, enjoy this sports business masterclass with Cesar Azpilicueta, captain at Chelsea FC and founder of the esports team Falcons. Cesar, thank you for joining us in the World Football Summit podcast. Um, I think this is going to be a fantastic conversation and we've been looking forward to this uh, for, for a long time. So so we're thrilled to have you here. So welcome. Hi, very happy to join you. Hi, man. Have a conversation that hopefully is a nice one and everybody enjoys. We're going to talk uh, today business. And, and I think... You're going to be my first guest that doesn't need an introduction. Um, but I do want to know, Tessar, uh, um, why? Why football in the sense, not only from a sports perspective, 
but also from a business perspective? Well, uh, I would say I have a long story uh, with football since I was a kid. And I also had a, a long story as a fan of the video games. Um, especially I really enjoy when I was a kid. Then, of course, you get uh, a bit older and you have less time. But uh, that's why I wanted to start my journey in, in eSports, that is called right now. Uh, it's something that uh, I've been I've been used to it. I've been playing a lot, both football and and video games. So I thought it was um, a great opportunity also for myself to to grow uh, outside my 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 professional uh, life and and enter into an industry that uh, I really enjoy during my time. Nice. I used to be a FIFA lover myself mm-hmm. until I. I think it was like 28 or so. I always used to play the single career mode. And then I said, uh, I, I wouldn't um, transfer for myself in a team now. So I think that's when I stopped. So <laughs> anyway, um, Kirsten, also, um, when did you decide to build your business profile? Was there a particular trigger or a moment that you recall? Well, um, I, I would say that the um, football career is very... Uh, particular because uh, you get uh, into the into the business of, of football really quick, really young. So you start also uh, earning money. Uh, so you, you look for opportunities for investments. And, you know, I got one time where I, I wanted to not only do investing in uh, uh, the money somewhere, but also getting involved and learning uh, from the from different uh, businesses because it's something that I, I, I like and I think uh, that brings you a lot of uh, inputs as well for, for your professional life. But there was not any particular moment where, where, I, where I would say, well, now I want to, to create my, my profile uh, outside football and, and create the business. It was more naturally where I had more opportunities and, and I reached certain um, investments that they gave me that opportunity as well. Good. I mean, it's interesting to see a lot of, you know, a lot of you guys, a lot of players building um, your portfolios, your legacy for, you know, obviously it comes to all of us that there's a time when there's life after sports that you need to approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, this had aim. I think you're in building a, an interesting investment portfolio, no? So, you know, you have Falcons, obviously, yeah, but then I think you're also involved with AC Momento, with Sorare. Um So are there any principles that you follow when, when you consider these opportunities or these projects? I could say the main um, focus that I have when I, I'm offer, I, I, I had an offer for investment is always the people who are in the business. I, I trust a lot of people and I believe that businesses are people because the, the, they are the ones who will bring the value uh, to your investment. So uh, for me, it's very important to have uh, conversations directly to know who runs the business, uh, what's the strategy, um, how they behave, because, you know, business is, is tricky and sometimes you have to be flexible as well, but but uh, not, uh, not being flexible because you don't have a, a strategy, flexible because sometimes the world demands you to be flexible. So I think in, in the different businesses that I created my, my portfolio, that, that 
those opportunities gave me uh, the chance to to meet very good people, very professional with great experience. And I like the business that uh, they were they were putting in front of me. So that's why I wanted to put my name and, and start uh, the journey. I like that answer a lot, actually. Um, and it's interesting because I speak with a lot of leaders of the industry in general in the podcast. And I always tell them what's the secret of you know, the, the success that they see and all of them come back to people. I will, I'm actually recalling a, a conversation I had with Jordan Gardner. He's an investor, an American investor. And he always says that the best clubs uh, that he sees uh, at the end of the day are being run by people and that's how you build stability and culture. No? So so it's interesting to see that uh, from you as well. Um, so, so thank you for that answer. In terms of esports, they said, um, what is the potential? that you see in esports as a major form of entertainment. And the way I think about this is, can it actually compete or does it compete with traditional sports or are they complementary? I would say they are complementary. And uh, of course, uh, the, the traditional sport has a huge audience uh across the world especially here in the premier league is 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 a league where um you can you can see the the number of uh broadcasters all around the world uh it's it's quite uh fascinating but i i could say they can complement very well because esports is also something that the the young generations demand that they watch more so they are more interested so I I could say that you know you can combine both because you can be a fan of a traditional sport, but you can be also a fan of um, an e-sport team, uh, different disciplines, different video games. There you have a huge range of video games where you can choose from, and and that's what also from Falcons we we do just adapt to to what is required and to offer the possibility for our fans to to know and to get closer to, to us. That's a perfect segue into my next question, which is about Falcons. Um, I don't know if you can tell us more about the project and what led you to create the club. I believe it was in 2020, right? Yeah, it was just at the beginning of the of the pandemic. Um, it was an idea that uh, we we had because we started in, in, in eSports, but we were a bit more organizing uh, tournaments, different competitions. We were collaborating with, uh, with the Spanish Federation, with different clubs. So we wanted to, to take a, a step forward and, and create our, our team. Uh, I would say it started much smaller than what it is now. Um, it was a sort of starting a journey, but you know we had to, to adapt because it was COVID time. So our plan was always to be very close to our fans, to have a lot of events, to to, to be a club that even if it's telematic, uh, that we could get in touch and be close to each other. But uh, unfortunately, we we had to adapt to the new to the new world, and well, that slowed us a little bit, and and. On the other side, we started to grow and and to enter into different uh, video games. You always have to play, but I guess no. Uh, you have to play the match that's in front of you, not the one that you mm -hmm. want to play. No, so yeah. good lesson there, I guess. Um, yeah. And what are the pillars behind uh, the business model? What what makes Falcons unique within the world of esports? 
I would say the values um, for me is something that I I carry during my career, during my life. So when I wanted to create the, the club, it's something that uh, for me is is the number one uh, for everybody that works in the club to have the values and to have the same vision. Uh, professionalism, high standards, it's a high demand uh, at, 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 at in the background to to offer the best we can we can offer to, to our community and also to to have a very healthy environment uh, trying to reach uh, parents uh, trying to do some uh, campus where um, people that they are not used to to the world but they hear a lot and we know that sometimes can be dangerous from outside but just giving the opportunity to get into the esports and and to learn that I think uh, is very is very important. So you know uh, we have reached uh, nearly one million followers over nearly three years. So you know we are very proud of the the way that we are working. Uh, very organic. Uh, the team is doing a, an amazing job uh, in in social media, social content. So. I think is 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 something that the club uh, really evaluates and, and the fans as well. One million followers! Wow, congratulations! Because that's no small feat. And and we'll go into how you did that a, a little bit later. But what I, what I liked about your answer is, um, first of all, it's a reflection of your values. And the thing about values is, it's not only what you believe true to yourself, which is where everything starts, uh, but it's also the perception of how people actually see what you want them to see. Um, and that's a challenge. Uh, but I think you're doing that remarkably well. And you've done that throughout as your playing career. And I think you're doing that also as um, a business personality, if you will. And, and I also like the fact that you're also using this as a, an education platform, because it is true that a lot of parents, especially, they look at esports and they say, no, I don't want my kids to play video games all the time. And they don't see mm -hmm. the values that they could have. Um, yeah. And, and, and there, there are many. Um, so, yeah, um, thank you for that answer. Um, I don't know if you can share and, and please feel free to, to share whatever you can. Um, some details about the profile of the fans that actually follow uh, the team out of those one million that 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 are actually followers of Falcons. Well, Mandy, I would say we have a, a Spanish community speaking uh, a language because we know in South America, in America, there's a lot of people who speak Spanish. But our main focus has been uh, towards this uh, audience, even though I've been uh, in. Um, abroad for quite a long time but the main focus has been this um the the the, con the content creators uh has, has been they have been uh spanish so we we try to to get uh, those fans that they really see the value of our club as well um with our characteristics with our way of working we try to 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 be a bit different from our competition and it's very important as well in business to be authentic and to be yourself and i think the image of falcons has been um, uh, trying to recreate what we are every single time consistency for me is something that i really uh, i put a lot in in my career being consistent and 
you know, over the time you, you really, you really feel the consistency in the team. That is, it's very important. That's also why we have had uh, such a, a huge uh, increase in our followers. Every time we have been getting more and more people joining our community. So it's very, it's very important that uh, we keep our standards high. It is. And I think in a world where everybody wants us to hack and to get quick results, um, I really appreciate your answer of, you know, talking about consistency and just keeping, keeping the eyes on the prize, I guess, and just working hard every single day. Um, again, another important value to, to reflect. Um, and, and as you were mentioning, your, your growth across social media, probably because a lot of people actually resonate with um, the values that you have and that you transmit as an organization um, has been remarkable. Um, so I don't know if you want to speak to either some figures of how you achieve this or is there any particular channel? Uh, what can you share uh, about the social media strategy of, uh, that Falcons is doing? Well, we operate in, main, in the main um, social channels, I think, uh, to put an example, in, in TikTok, has, uh, we have seen a huge growth of, of our followers. Uh, that's, you know, TikTok uh, three years ago when we created the club, it didn't exist. So that's when I talk about being flexible, it's a big challenge as well for, for the team. Uh, uh, to adapt of uh, what is required, what's the best channel to get in, into our fans. So uh, I, I really appreciate and, and I see the hard work behind the scenes because it's such a, a key in, in running a club uh, where sometimes, you know, when we get our... Uh, you know, our eyes back when we created the club and the way we thought we could operate it has changed a lot and that's that's how it works also business uh, trying to to get sometimes the train comes and you have to jump on it and you have to adapt and and be being as well uh, motivated and uh, with ambition to to get into like we got into league of legends into valorant in uh, last season so those chances that you get and the team feels really confident into into starting the new adventures and that's how we normally try to to operate always with you know maintaining and, and increasing our standards i once heard a sentence that said um that business was uh, one of the most fun sports and i think this is a reflection of, of what we're talking about now at the end of the day you need to adapt you need to adjust and you need to really take advantage of all the, in this case, the platforms that are emerging. And TikTok definitely is is one of those. And, and let's see what comes up in, in the future, no? What about your commercial partners? Um, because you work with top tier brands. So we're just talking about Adidas, we're talking about LG. You also talk about MyProtein, Elgato, Raw. I mean, the list of partners is, is, is significant. Mm. How supportive have they been, um, and and what is the benefit they see uh, from partnering with Falcons? Well, first of all, we are very thankful for their support because it's an industry that um, 
that is quite brand new for, for a lot of uh, businesses as well, so the brand sponsorship. So the main objective is to is to create a partnership with brands that they fit into our uh, values. Um, we are very um, focused also on, on healthy, on environment. So those brands that they are top brands, they have been very supportive since the beginning. And we try to create um, uh, deals where both uh, ends can benefit from it, uh, that they see Falcons, uh, a club where we, where we represent the values, where we can uh, reach uh, a certain audience and, and the brands, they see that. So for us, it's a privilege uh, to put their names in our shirts, in our uh, social media, to carry uh, them with us because um, I think when two brands work together with the same vision is where you get the benefit and we are very proud because most of them we have been working together for a long time so that means that uh, we are work working well and uh, now it's a matter of keep adapting and, and keep improving. What I'm really liking about this conversation is that the word values is present across everything you do. So mm -hmm. you, you have a clear sense of what your values are, and you're taking that over to your business, to your social media, to your partnerships, everywhere. So, so that's, that's remarkable. And I really hope the audience picks up on that, um, especially we have a lot of students that follow us. Um, yeah. And I think this is one of the key lessons they need to uh, they need to remember. So, so thank you for that answer. Um, I was curious because is there a reason, um, just out of curiosity, why you named the team Falcons, or or is it just it just came? Uh, well, uh, you know, I, I could lie if I if I could not tell you that we you know we thought about about the name. First of all, I didn't want to name my my club under my name. Because uh, even if uh, I'm the, the founder and I'm behind the team, but I wanted something where people can identify in the club more than just with my name. So we had a lot of options and, you know, Falcons, uh, it's an animal, sharp, quick, uh, with ambition. So that's why we, we came up uh, with the name and... We or we were happy behind the behind the name. Another important value there, ambition. I know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you need that to succeed. What is the long term vision that you have for Falcons? Uh, I I always try to focus on the on the short term um, because the, of course the long vision uh, I would say you know, in the next couple of years you want to keep growing you want to grow your audience, you want to win trophies with your teams. That's, I think that's the main, that's the main, um, objective, but to achieve that, you need to focus on, on a daily basis. And that's where, um, sometimes the look, the focus can be, uh, shifted and maybe uh, today you feel like uh, you're not going to give a hundred percent because you want to achieve that in a couple of years, but you will achieve that if you achieve your target uh, on a daily basis. So for me, uh, as I said before, uh, the values and the consistency every single day will take us really far. So 
uh, always is trying to also to, to incorporate uh, new people on board, uh, whoever wants to, to join us and to be part of the journey. We are very happy to to listen and to share our, our vision and always learning, learning, improving uh, is something that we really love and, and we have to keep going in, a, in an industry that uh, is quite uh, is quite new and uh, quite volatile as well. You know, you never know what's going to happen, so we have to adapt. But that, that's, that's what makes it fun, I guess, no? Not knowing yeah. what's going to happen. It's like sports in a way. Um, yeah. it's, it's the secret behind it, no? You never yeah. know what's going to happen. So, so yeah. Um, before moving on to a, a segment about leadership, I want to ask you, um, you know, a few questions about the esports category itself. And, and um, I think I want to understand why are so many players interested in esports? Um, I'm curious about that. Yeah, um, I could say I was one of the first ones to to join uh, the, the industry. But now, every day, you see more and more people interested in esports. Maybe some is because of the same reason as myself. Uh, we are in our generation as well that we had our video games in our lives. So we enjoy and maybe a good opportunity as well uh, to, to start the journey in in a different industry as the uh, as football, so this is a, it's a good question. I I know that um, some of them I I play with them and and they are really happy to start the journey and and to learn and because they are they are very active in video games. They like to play. They play so. It, may, it, it makes sense to have a, a team of your own and, and try to develop as well your skills. Not only is it a passion that you that people have for esports, it's also the business opportunity, as you said, is there, obviously. So you have your passion element, the you know, the business opportunity, and then there's a third circle there, which is the barriers to entry for the time being are still low. So that kind of is a good recipe to kind of enter enter the game no so so yeah it is interesting and, and let's see how it evolves it's it's going to be fun to see um and also say maybe maybe the, the barriers of entry will get a bit tougher in the future if, if the leagues the spots are already got all full and you know it's, it's gonna be interesting yes as you say yeah i think um if this evolves and it starts to tap into the potential that it seems it will have. One, you will benefit because you were a pioneer. Second, you will see that there's going to be more barriers to entry, more professionalization, and, and that's just going to raise the stakes uh, much higher. No, it, it happens with all industries, I guess. And one last question before we move into uh, the final segment, I said, um, why do you believe brands should invest in esports um, and or enter the industry through partnerships? So you, they are part of the journey. They are part of the travels. They are part of the titles when you win. So that's an experience as well for for them to to be part of the journey and and to the and to do exclusive contents that uh, they can really enjoy and can add uh, something to their to their brands that uh, they cannot reach it in in a more traditional way but they can do it through through the esports 
in a way, your answer uh, reminds me of a, a panel where Maggie Murphy, she's the founder of Lewis FC. She was saying that, and she was speaking about women's football, but what she was saying is that she wants sponsors and partners to be part of the story, not just part of the outcome, which is, I think, also what you're alluding to. No, I think this is an opportunity for brands to actually build that future, build those opportunities that we were discussing before. And, and I agree. It, this is the time to invest and to really create those use cases for successful partnerships. Yes. Um, I want to move into the final segment of the conversation. And in essence, you're a founder of a business, you're an entrepreneur. Um, what are the main lessons that you have learned from being a founder that you have applied, whether it's in your playing career or as a businessman? Well, I would say um, to manage people, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a person that likes a lot to have a close connection with people. So as a captain of, of, the, of the football club where I share a lot of experiences, time, Sometimes good, sometimes not that good. Uh, victories, defeats. You share a lot of moments together. So I think uh, uh, to be to be honest, to be authentic is is key uh, in life. And I try to transmit it both ways in my personal life, in my professional life, but also as an investor or as an entrepreneur, as a founder of, of Falcons. I try to implement uh, every single day. Um, for me, for me, being connected to everything I do is is really important. Is Falcons or even businesses that I do, I try to be to be close to them. I try to be involved. I try to 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 learn, to improve, to to learn from people who run the businesses. So I think that gives me a lot of uh, value for for my future and for my present. So. And sometimes from, ex from experiences that maybe you had to deal in the past, you can transmit it uh, to maybe, you know, when you have a, an issue or how you cope with this, where you can relate on, on experiences from the past and, and that can help uh, move forward in a better way. Yeah, I think um, to your point, being a founder has made you probably, and uh, if I may, a better captain on the pitch, but also off the pitch. And I think it's connecting those dots. Um, and also, if I may, I think the um, the perception that you that we see from you from the outside is totally what you're speaking about. So congratulations on that, because as we mentioned before, that's very difficult. Um, you know, you talk about transparency, you talk about consistency, having, you know, those honest conversations, uh, you're going to have them in life during sports and after sports. So, so yeah, very interesting. Um, and are there any, you've talked a lot about values uh, throughout the conversation. Um, what values have you learned so far that are going to help you make an easier transition to a life after football? After football, it's, it's, you know, it's a challenge. Uh, I have to, to be honest because, uh, which we hope comes in a very yeah, long it does, time. It does, you, know, <laughs> you know, but you never know, you know, what's going to happen. Uh, so it's difficult because when you are a kid, you dream to play football. So every day you're playing football, football. I never, I could never imagine that I could play professional football. 
but I finished my school. But still, your dream is to be a professional footballer. But the reality is that that maybe doesn't happen. Maybe it ends up, you know, between 20 and 30 or, you know, after 30s. You never know when it's, when it's going to end. But the truth is that one day it finishes. That's, that's the truth. You know, no one can play football the whole life. So, uh, for me, the, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what uh, I want to do uh, after my football career, but what I can do uh, parallel to my professional life and you know, my, my family life is, is to learn as much as I can. Um, I finished my MBA, I finished some diplomas, uh, I'm going to do a program in Harvard in, in the summer. So I try to have also conversations with different people in, in the business industry, in football industry, to to get to know better, to read uh, books and, you know, all this kind of knowledge that I can get for myself, whether I do, you know, I'm a coach or I'm a, a director, I'm a, I don't know what I'm going to be, but I can take on board or, you know, even those conversations help me to, to be better as a person and, 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 and as, as a captain. So all these sort of things where I can do, I try to, to invest time in, in doing it because uh, I believe that uh, that will help me in the future. But to your point of uh, when your football career finishes, yeah, it's, it's a challenge because no one prepares us to to the day where it finishes, but we have to be, we have to be ready. But it's fantastic to see that you have a learning mindset. And to your point, I think your playing career as an athlete is going to be a chapter of your life. That's not going to define you as a person. Um, And I think it's going to be more important for you to have that learning mindset that you're going to take throughout your entire life. That's going to open up a whole world of opportunities. And and who knows? I think life will have a funny way of connecting the dots somehow. Uh, but as long as you have that, you know, learning mindset um, always present, mm-hmm. I think the opportunities, the opportunities are just going to be um, super interesting. So, yeah, so yeah. On, on touching on that point, uh, being a you know having a successful career, it doesn't define that I'm going to be a good coach or a good uh, director or whatever I'm going to be. It's going to be a different profession. So. My, my point is also to, to get the best I can to do the next chapter in my life, to be ready for it, which I think the only way I can do is by learning and improving myself. Yeah, that's that's super interesting, Cesar, because, um, yeah, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. and But you don't know and I don't know. Um, as long as the mentality is, is a correct one, um, I think... Uh, you know, we will find a way uh, in, in that sense. No. Mm. Also, what I wanted to say is that uh, it's good to see, uh, you know, that there's a lot of Spanish athletes that are actually um, looking um, to do that. Other, for example, of course, yourself. There's Juan Mata. There's Power Sol. You know, there's a lot of um, Spanish athletes that were doing, you know, that were seeing them build um, their personalities and their legacies after football. And I think. I hope that other athletes, not only in Spain, but, you know, across the world actually learn from people like yourself. And in that sense, what advice would you have for players or for players that want to build their legacy or their portfolios for when that time comes? 
first of all, I would say be authentic. Uh, people, we are different. We grow in different cultures, different situations. So it's very difficult to give, uh, like, a, you know, like an advice in a specific situation because, as I said before, everyone we comes from a different background, different situation. You never know. You know, sometimes people have issues. So for me, it's, it's be authentic, but also learn from 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 the, from mistakes that you can make or or or, or things that you, you know be be uh, with an open mind. Try to to see around what ha what's happening, how how people solve situation because. That might help you as well without having you the trouble, but maybe something is happening. You see someone who deals with the situation. It might not be correct. So you, you can have your own opinion. And, and the next time, if it happens to you, you can um, operate in the way you behave. So for me, it's, it's you know, to focus on, on yourself, to be authentic, to keep growing and, and also learn. Be open, always be open to learn. Uh, it's something that you know you, you you always every day you can learn something new from everybody in your profession in your personal life um it doesn't need to be from a guru it can be from a, a person that you crossed in the road so just you know be open and, and be always you know be kind be humble that I think it's uh, the attributes that uh, can help you in, in your life in your career in building your legacy and be proud with yourself, which is, I think, the main the main thing. I agree. And this also reminds me of a conversation I had with Ferran Prieto, mm. which I think you know yeah, well yeah. as well. Um, and he was saying that one of the keys to success is exactly that, being true to yourself, knowing who you are, what you represent as a brand, because at the end of the day, we're all brands. Um, and then that's when you're going to see where opportunities fit and where opportunities don't fit. And it's going to be, or it's going to make the decision uh, much easier. So, so fully agree on, on that answer. Um, and is there any athlete um, that you use as a, an example of um, how they're approaching um, the, the, their their efforts to build their legacy or even their investment strategy or building their personal brand. Um, so in some, is there any athlete you look up to or you use an as an example? I, I say there are a couple of options, uh, maybe uh, longevity and someone that I, I, I looked up a lot was uh, Pau Gasol. So I could see his development, but also Juan Mata, someone who I share a team, national team. So I could see really how he, you know, how he commits to to different uh, investments, uh, his legacy, his project with Common Goal, which is, which is fantastic, uh, reaching uh, uh, the whole world. So that's, you know, that's people that they, they invest, they are themselves, they are people that knowing Juan in first person, I, I can relate that he says is is a lovely person and someone who cares about uh, about people around him to to make everybody better. So um, I'm, I'm really proud, you know, to to see that in, in first person. 
we are partners with Common Goal at World Football Summit. And while I don't know Juan personally, everybody speaks um, very highly of him. So, mm-hmm. um, and his and his project is just uh, um, it's just amazing, as you said. Um, so. Great examples, hopefully, and I think a lot of people listening are going to include you in that selection if you if you enable me to say so. Um, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind um, when people think about you as an athlete or as an investor? Um, are working that uh, I never give up. I think that that's the main. Um, focus that I always had on the pitch and, and on my life uh, to, to not give up, uh, to, to give everything. Then everything can happen on the pitch or from a business point of view, there are things that you cannot control, but what you can control is to give everything and to be, to be honest with yourself, you know, sometimes when something is not well or you didn't get the result that you wanted, but if you only put excuses and you blame the, someone else, that's not going to help you. Uh, that maybe takes you a bit far, but you will not reach uh, the highest level that you can. So for me, it's, it's, it's something that I, I try to represent as well, to always give everything and be honest. If uh, you were not at your level, be honest with yourself, because that will help you and that will push you. And in business, we see that sometimes you can make mistakes, but, you know, you can always learn from them and, and the next time do it better. So that's the, that's, that's, that's I would say that's, that's the main point that I always believe. And I try to, to also to, to push people around me to, to do it in, in that way. I hate, I hate excuses or blaming things that you cannot control, you know, that's, that's out of control, and that's why you the focus has to be on 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 yourself. Yeah. I think this is actually one of my personal uh, mottos, if you will, which is you cannot control uh, what happens. What you can control is how you react to it. Um, and honestly, they said I couldn't think of a better way to end this conversation because it just. It speaks true to me. Um, it speaks true to the uh, image that you're um, sending out to the world, and I'm pretty sure that the audience is is going to, you know, also feel, um, you know, they're going to resonate with with your message mm-hmm. there. So, so thank you for that answer. Um, and this, I, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, so just, uh, you know, where can people find out more uh, about you? Um, obviously, they probably already know uh, about you from a football side. How about from a business perspective or about Falcons? Well, uh, the Falcons, we are very active in, in our social channels. Um, it's true that... Uh, I would say personally from my channels, maybe I'm not as engaged as sometimes uh, I could be, but uh, you know I have the responsibility as well from uh, from being the captain of, of a football club of Chelsea. So you have to be mindful, and and you know sometimes uh, when results are not as good as we always want, we have to be respectful as well. So I try to engage with uh, with the community from from Falcons as much as I can. 
but uh, you know uh, <laughs> that's the way of balancing uh, different different uh, different opportunities and and you know for for ourselves for Falcons for people who want to reach out you know or either myself directly and hopefully they they enjoy and you know um, hopefully more and more I can I can get also a bit more involved and. And, and and be close, you know, those those kind of events that I talked at the beginning, those kind of events where we can we can we can be close, you know, because I I believe in, in people, I believe in persons, I I really like to be to be connected. So hopefully we can we can keep growing and, and improving in, in that side as well. Hopefully. Hopefully I really wish that for you guys. Um Cesar, this has been and I truly mean this, an awesome business masterclass. Um, I'm pretty sure that the audience is going to get a lot of value from it. Um, so I want to thank you personally. Um, and I don't know if there's any last words, any messages that you want to share with the audience before uh, we close off. I would say, first of all, thank you, Jaime, for your time, uh, for your dedication and, and, and the interview has been really amazing as well to learn from Somewhere with your your experience, and you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm a beginner in that, but uh, I I try to to learn and to improve. So for the for the whole audience, that I hope they enjoy my journey, that uh, um, who I am, and I try to to represent my values, at everything I do. So um, again, thank you, thank you very much, and and hopefully they. They, they have enjoyed this conversation and we can have more in the future. Well, thank you for the kind words, first of all. Uh, second, for all the le great lessons you shared today. And, you know, anytime you need us uh, here at World Football Summit, you just have to reach out. Thank you very much. Uh, Fantastic day, Tessar, and good luck with the rest of the season and good luck with the rest of the chapters in, in, in life. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a, a thrilling adventure. Many thanks, Jaime. Have a good day. And there you have him, Cesar Azpilicueta, with a true masterclass on leadership, what being value-driven means, and how to build a business model around it. What were the key takeaways for me? There were so many, but let's try to sum it up. The main one was that Cesar has a very clear idea on what his values are. Having high standards, ambition, being professional at what you do, the value of consistency, being authentic and transparent as a leader, or being involved in whatever project you are leading. Keep in mind, though, the difference between identifying the values that are true to yourself and how you are perceived. And this is true at a personal level and at a business level. And I must admit, Cesar is a perfect example of this. He's achieving both at great levels. Not only that, those values are what he looks for when choosing commercial partners for Falcons and to execute on the team's content strategy. Alignment is key. Another great conclusion is that it all goes back to people. This is something I keep hearing again and again from football industry leaders. Choosing the right team helps build the right culture, gives stability to the organization, and is the foundation for success. It was amazing to see the learning and growth mindset Cesar has. He looks to take advantage of every opportunity and conversation to learn something new.
and how focused he is on knowing what he can and he can't control and understanding that is how you react to new or surprising situations that matter. At the end of the day, business, life is just like football. Excuses will not take you far. In fact, I actually read the following from the Farnham Street newsletter the day of the recording and I found it super relevant. I quote, no one cares about your excuses as much as you do. In fact, no one cares about your excuses at all except you. Focus on the next move. The next move makes the future easier or harder. End quote. It is as if Tessar would have written it himself. Is there anything else that stood out for you? If so, please reach out across social media and let us know. And remember, you can subscribe and rate the podcast on the platform of your choice. And you can also share with an other colleague of the industry. Nothing else from my side. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the World Football Summit podcast. Have a great rest of your day and we hope to see you next time.